0: Welcome to another episode of The Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast. Today I'm recording on the lands of the Gittable people, so I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I want to share with you a routine that I've had in my life for quite some time which has actually become incredibly important to me and maybe it's something that will be helpful and valuable for you too. It's all about my nature escape days. I'm wondering have you ever taken yourself away for the day all by yourself for a day of peace and quiet in nature? Maybe to the beach or the rainforest or a national park or maybe a nearby river or a lake all by yourself. You know, most of us have done this with other people like our families or a group of friends or perhaps a club outing, but what about doing it by yourself and having an intention with that? I know a lot of people do go off on solo adventures quite regularly, camping, bushwalking, kayaking, but I know even more people who don't do that alone. And people tell me it's because they're too nervous about doing something like that alone. They're not brave enough. They don't have the skills or the knowledge or the confidence. Or maybe they haven't even thought about going it alone in the outdoors. Well, I was one of those people. All my life, I'd had company on my outdoor adventures. As a kid, it was my parents and my siblings all heading out together on some occasional bushwalks in the rainforest, playing on the beach, and even helping to weed the garden and pick the strawberries in the backyard and feeding the goats. They were little adventures in themselves. As I grew older, my outdoor adventures were with the friends that I'd made in Girl Guides and Rangers. We'd go camping with our leaders... And we'd have lots of structured activities to do. In our patrols or in small groups, we'd cook over the campfire, we'd do some nature craft, solve problems. We'd create skits to entertain the rest of the crew as we sat about the evening campfire, singing camping songs and ditties and telling jokes and stories and keeping warm. We also learnt how to find our way around the bush using a map and a compass. But sometimes it was actually a hand-drawn mud map and not a topographical map. And we'd work together on earning our badges. So it was a lot of fun. I learnt a lot of practical skills and life skills. You know, those invisible skills as well. And I did gradually develop confidence in my own abilities. And I learned about trust and making choices. I also learned that I slept better when I was away camping or after a day in the outdoors, better than at any other time. And I'm pretty sure that my appetite grew too. As the years went by, my outdoor adventures continued with my husband. Camping, bushwalking, paddling on the creeks and on the bay on our surf skis and riding our bikes. And when our children came along, we included them in our outdoor life too, although our adventures were modified to accommodate their needs when they were small. We still bushwalked and camped and we spent lots of time in the garden and we explored the bush paddocks and the national parks where we live. So you can see I've always had others with me on my adventuring activities and the idea of having a solo adventure had not even entered my mind until my children were older. And I think there are probably a lot of women, a lot of people, but women in particular, in the same position as I found myself. I really started craving for a bushwalk or a mountain bike ride or getting out and having a little adventure during the week. But that would mean going it alone. I was pretty worried that everyone else would worry about me if I was to go off on my own. But when I stopped and examined my heart, I actually felt quite okay about it myself. I was a bit nervous, having never gone out alone, but I knew in my mind, cognitively, I did have the skills and I had the knowledge to be safe and to have fun. So for me, The biggest hurdle to having a nature escape day by myself was actually overcoming my worry that other people would worry about me. And the only way to do that was to bring it out into the open and have a conversation with my family and friends about the idea. And of course, my worry was unfounded. They probably trusted me even more than I trusted myself to go it alone. And so for years now, I've been taking myself off on a regular basis, having some bush escape days or nature escape days in the middle of the week. I've deliberately created flexibility in my lifestyle by designing my business around what's important to me, including my nature escape days. So this means I can regularly head off solo ...on planned mini-adventures throughout the week. Now these escape days really help me, not just personally, but in business as well. With each day that I spend in nature, when I immerse myself for the day with intention, deliberately... ...I come home feeling energised and motivated, absolutely filled with creative ideas ready to put into action... Now, don't get me wrong. Some of my escape days are set aside for relaxing and rejuvenating. But most of the time, I pack my office into my backpack and I take with me some writing, some planning, some reading, even some podcasting. I've been doing that quite a bit lately on my escape days. And I find that when I get into the bush, into a peaceful place, surrounded by nature, I'm just so much more focused. My productivity levels are much higher and it's well worth the extra effort and the time that it takes to get there instead of working from my home-based office where the internet keeps me connected to the rest of the world better than to my inner self. Now, as with all the best things in life, a bit of preparation is key to success and that means planning ahead scheduling days into my calendar that are blocked out from other commitments and sticking to it. It's so easy to let yourself book other things in and let go of that time that you had scheduled into your calendar to have your date with nature. Now this process of being disciplined and staying committed to the date that you've scheduled is all good because it's also about learning to set boundaries prioritising yourself, trusting that your inner self knows best and that this investment of time and energy that you're making into your escape day is really going to be worth it. It's also about challenging what I call the shoulds. Those stories that you tell yourself or that you've absorbed from the world around you about what you should be doing. And your people-pleasing stories... Maybe like the one that I just told you about that I dreamt up in my imagination, but it wasn't actually true. And it's also about challenging the stories that it's selfish to take a day off. These are some examples of the mental preparation you might need to do to create an escape day for yourself. But what about the physical preparations and the logistical preparations? Well, I believe they're completely doable too. For your first escape day, I'd suggest planning something simple. Make sure that it's aligned with your abilities and that it's accessible for you. If that means only having a half day or a few hours instead of a whole day because perhaps you need to take your children to school and pick them up afterwards, then go for that option. That's perfectly fine. If it's going to take you hours and hours to get to your closest national park or beach, then opt for a park or a river or a botanical garden that's closer to you. It's really vital that your plans are doable. So you're setting yourself up for success and it's not so complicated that it adds extra layers of unnecessary stress to your life. Your plans need to be in step with where you are in your life journey so keep it real. Some other tips for getting your escape day off and running include making sure that you plan your nutrition for the day. For myself I tend to pre-prepare and pack my lunch to take with me but you might like to buy something en route or Or perhaps there's food for purchase at the location that you're planning to go to. But ideally, I'd suggest taking plenty of water with you instead of relying on getting that there. Are you planning to go for a walk or to meditate, listen to podcasts, read, take some knitting or crochet or some other kind of craft or hobby? Or are you planning to do some work like I often do? Or are you planning to simply be, simply sitting and being present in nature? So once you've decided what you're going to do, you can then start thinking about what you need to take with you. I'd suggest making a list of the gear that you want to have with you for your day. And your list will depend on how you want to spend your day, what you'd like to do, where you're going, and of course, what the weather will be like. And as far as gear goes, it's always a good idea to include some first aid supplies, especially if you're going somewhere solo or somewhere with limited services and there aren't many other people around. So as as a minimum, I always have a snake bite bandage with me. Even though I'd be pretty unlucky to get a snake bite, I do often encounter them on my outdoor adventures. They're mostly browns or black snakes or in those families and they're highly venomous, so I'd much rather have a bandage with me and know how to use it if I need it, than not take it. If you do take regular medications, for example, for asthma, make sure that you take that with you too. These items should always be on your gear list, no matter where you're going or what you're doing. As you take yourself on more and more escape days, you'll be able to create your own checklist customized and streamlined for your own preparations so that your planning and preparation goes as smoothly and as stress-free as possible. So that way you're going to maximize the benefits of having a nature escape day but at the same time you're minimizing the hard work that's associated with it. Now I've created a checklist to help you get started. It's one that I've been using for years and years And of course, it changes depending on where I'm going, what season I'm in, what I'm planning to do. When you subscribe to my Grounded Inspiration newsletter, you'll be able to download it for free, for a limited time only. Now, those newsletters, my Grounded Inspiration newsletters, you can expect to see them in your inbox approximately twice a month, And in those newsletters, I share a few tips and resources. They're usually fairly short emails just to help you live an inspired and an active and a health-filled life by connecting with nature. I'll include a link to subscribing to my Granded Inspiration newsletter where you can also get the checklist in the show notes. So make sure you look for that there. Recently, I shared an escape day with my friend and fellow business owner, Jessica Carey, where we went off the beaten track. We explored the outer world of the land that we visited, as well as our inner worlds. And we talked about fear, vulnerability and choosing your own path in life. I'd love you to meet Jessica and join in our conversation when you tune in to the next episode of the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Catherine Walton, the host of the Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast. I'm an accredited mental health social worker, a bushwalking guide, and I'm an outdoors adventurer. The Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast takes you on a journey of discovery, learning how you can live your best life by connecting with the outdoors. We guide you through the maze of wellness information and give you evidence-based practical strategies to improve your health, your happiness and your well-being when you spend time in nature and the great outdoors.